0: He has that next step for you. Let's open up the word today and see what God will say specifically to you. God's way is always to think of others better than yourself. I love this from Ephesians chapter 5 verses 1 and 2. It says, Follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children, and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. See, God's method, God's method of dealing with conflict is this. What happened? He places us in the garden. He said, you got one job, one job, one job. Yes, sir. What is that one job? One job. Be obedient, be obedient. Don't touch that tree. Next thing you know, we're at home baking an apple pie and we're serving it to the neighborhood. I mean, what is up with that? See, we, we think, we think we know better than God. Now we offended, we broke the relationship. We brought, we burnt our house down, baking the pie. You know what I'm saying? And the next thing you know, God says, that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. I'm going to work out a way. He gives us a plan. And then one day he steps in. And he says, take my hand. And he leads us out. See, God's way has always been to forgive. God's way has always been to repair the breach to step in personally and take responsibility not for what he did wrong but for what we did wrong. Are, are, are you saying, pastor, that if someone does me wrong, I have to to pay the difference? Yep. That's God's way. But 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 but, but that don't seem fair. I know it wasn't fair. He took all your sins on himself. You like being the receiver, but not the giver. And Jesus said it is more blessed to give than to receive. Oh man, don't keep bringing that Bible stuff up on me. See, that's that's the tension. That's the argument that goes on inside of us. But but what it says here is, submit to one another of a reverence for Christ. That means I'm going to submit myself I'm going I'm to come under someone else in their need. I'm going to come under them because I know that Christ Jesus came under the law. Christ Jesus came under the, this world in order to lift me up. And when you and I come under submission to God, when we come under submission to our bosses and the people around us with respect and love, you know what we do? we have the ability to lift them up and bring them in to the healing power and presence of the living God. And that's why when you, when you go to school, when you go to school, you respect the authorities around you. That's why when, you, when you're at work, you respect them and you submit to that because it's not, you're not submitting to them for them alone. You're submitting to the, the Lord of the universe, the creator of all things, and you are to be an example of the love and the power of God in that situation. Look at this. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. The goal of this is is so that we can become one. See, if you and I will grasp hold of God's way of dealing with conflict, there will be greater unity in our life. Think about this. If you and I I will approach it from God's way, Drama is going to drop in our life. Chaos is going to go out the window. And, and what's going to happen is other people are going to be drawn into our lives because the peace that we have, the joy that we have, because we've learned, I'm just going to forgive. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do whatever I can to help them. And that'll happen at school, at home, at work, on the ball field, wherever we go. John thirteen thirty four it says, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. The goal is to love, the goal is to love, not to fight. I love this statement, I gave it to you, it says, conflicts need participants, so stop fighting. If you will stop fighting, the conflict will come to an end. Some of us, you know what I mean? I mean, some of us, we are just, we're just looking for a fight all the time. And, and I can be honest with you and tell you this. I've had friends over the years. I've had people in my life that have been through traumatic experiences. They've been through very hard circumstances. And because of those difficult circumstances, it was their, their grit. It was the fight in them that helped them overcome. I have one friend that, that, that grew up in a third world country, you know, in poverty. And, and just, just to get a meal every day took everything they had out of them. And, and, and they, they found a way. They worked hard. They made a way. They made it to the United States of America. They immigrated, and and they went through that process to, to to legally become a citizen and get their education. And the whole way, they were fighting their way through. You know what I'm saying? Every time they had a roadblock, they said, no way, I'm not going to give up. And, and, and then they come to see me now. They've been here for several years, and they're like, I don't understand why I can't get along with my boss. I don't understand why I'm not getting along with my spouse and and they're they're just like and I said well well, uh, umbrella mercy here you're a fighter they said what do you mean (laughs) I said you think everything's a fight and I said you're in a new place now you're in a new place now what got you here Ain't going to get you to the next level. See, many of us, the systems that got us to the point that we are right now. Aren't going to get them. Get us to the next level. We have to change. We have to adjust. I said, you have to learn how to forgive now. You have to learn how to be kind and work with one another. You have to learn a whole new thing. I don't think I can do that. I know you can't. But if you will let Christ become the Lord of your life and run your attitude in the way, yes, you can. Listen, I have nothing against grit. And there are times when you've got to know how to push through. I respect that. I think it's great. But there are times when you need to submit to one another in love. There are times when you have to recognize. And see, if you've been a fighter, this is my prayer for you today. My prayer is that you'll be listening to the Holy Spirit as I speak and you'll say, Huh, wonder if that could be me. There's generally a trail of broken relationships in your life. A continual succession from job to job to job. And and, and and you've never even noticed it. You just thought all of them were bad. And you have to go to God and say, Oh God, forgive me. I've been a fighter. Now some of us, we've just we've had the sin of acquiescence. It doesn't matter whatever whatever you say, whatever you say. And you got to get a little grit going. It's a both end. All right. So what is uh, a hope filled approach? I want to give you four four keys to a hope filled approach today. Four of them. And um, I hope you'll write them down. I hope you'll begin to get them in your heart and begin to practice them every day, all right? The first one, the first one is no room for anger. Make a decision that from this day forward, there is no room in your heart for anger. There's no room for anger in your life. Remember the story in Genesis, it's Cain and Abel, right? We, we, we just looked at part of it this morning. God comes to Cain. He says, hey, Cain, Cain, sin is crouching at the door of your heart. Anger was his issue. He says, You must master it. You've got to master this. See, this is something that you and I have to master as human beings. Because some of us we just think, well, I just I just let it fly, you know. I'm hot-headed. I'm Irish. We come up with some sort of ethnic thing. You know what I mean? I grew up on the south side, the west side, the east side. And, you know, this is just the way we are. This is just our bad side. You're a Christ follower now. You have to submit to him. You've already agreed to that. Look what it says, Ephesians 4, 26 and 27. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you're still angry. And do not give the devil a foothold. See, what you have to see is this. When you and I allow anger to have a place in our life, you're actually leaving your door of your heart unlocked and the door cracked. And you're giving him access to the way you live and you behave. Now, I know lots of folks, they read that verse and they say, yeah, yeah, I follow that. I will not go to bed at night. While I'm still angry. It, but could you go back? Could you go back? Read it one more time. It does not say do not go to bed. Unless you're going to bed at sundown every day. I happen to live in an age where we have electricity. I don't go to bed at sundown. So if you and I are to get anger under control in our life. It needs to happen about dinner time. See, I know a lot of folks, you know, they they think, well, you know, I, I, I don't go to bed. No, 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 no. It needs to happen way, 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 way before then. Now, this is why I say that. Because I know some folks, they wait till 11 o'clock at night. Been waiting all day. And they just wait for that, 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 that spouse to say something. And then... Oh, you let them have it, baby. You kick them right in the gut with something. You know, and we, we grabbed something from 1982. You left the garbage out and it ruined. See, and, and, and now why do, why do we do that? Because we want to hurt them. And then number two, we know they're already tired. It's just like Muhammad Ali and the rope You're trying to wear them out, baby. You're trying to get them worn out so you can win the fight and end the day. A winner. Because it's about you having something broken inside of you that wants to be the winner. Now let me tell you something. God's way is if you have a conflict, it needs to be ended well before sundown so you can have time together in a peaceful, loving home so that your babies, your children lay down peacefully, that they know that mama and daddy love each other. They know that this is a good, safe place, more of that oxytocin, more of that serotonin. I can be all I can be. I'll be rested and ready to go for the next day. But, 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 but that's right. You'll have to crucify your flesh. To deal with anger, so that you don't win. So that Christ Jesus might win inside of you. Years ago, Jennifer, and I made a rule: you're not allowed to pick a fight past a certain time. You know, not that Jennifer would ever pick a fight with me. I'm just just saying. You know, we we get someone starts something at eight o'clock. Say, nope, it's past that time. We just ignore it, moving on. No, don't get to do that. Don't get to do that. All right, number two, second principle. Look for the best. Look for the best. Philippians 4 8, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So, what's the principle here? Do you have a list? Do you have a list of the things that you love about your spouse? Do you have a list of the things that you love about each one of your children? The unique aspects of, do you have a list of the things that you love about your coworkers? How about how about your friends at school? How about the people that are around you? The, the 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 people in your community. Have you ever sat down in your time with Jesus? You know what I'm saying. We said this. We're gonna we're gonna spend our time with God, and then it's gonna overflow. And when you're sitting there in your time with God, and you say, "Lord, I just wanna I want to thank you for my neighbor," and you start listing all the great things about the neighbor, and you're praising God for them. That's what we were talking about last week. Well, see, if you build that list, if you build that identifying mark in, in your mind about those people, then you're organized and ready in your heart and in your mind. If you've been praising God for them, then you'll have the right word to say to them. It's like organizing your pantry. If your pantry is all organized and you know where everything is, when you need something, you just walk, open the door, you grab it, and you're ready to go. But see, many of us, we've never made a list of the good things about the people in our life. And when it's time, when they need something, when they need us to pour something good into them, we are a blank slate. We're rummaging around trying to find something out. That's not the way it's supposed to be in God's people. Because see, if you and I are pouring this positive stuff into their life, God-inspired messages of hope and, and life and goodness, you know what will happen? They'll begin to rise. They'll know the trust level will come up in your work. Productivity will rise. People will feel valued and hope-filled. See, look for the best things in people. Now, you want to be honest those of us that let the old sinful nature run in our life, we got a list running. We got a list running, and we're just waiting. We're just waiting. There's people coming to your house. Do you have a list of things that you're thankful about these people? Are you ready? You ready to go grab off your your uh, pantry shelf of good news for them and just pour into their life? Or hey, are you just waiting? I can't wait to see Aunt Martha. She's gonna say that, and pow! I'm gonna get her. That's what we do. We carry this old garbage and we, we we're just waiting to dump on somebody. It's not God's way. Remember the movie? Daniel comes to Mr. Miyagi. He says, Mr. Miyagi, I, I got to have help. Can you help me? i I'm, a, I'm a, uh, I, I got to have help. And he says, if you're going to come to me, son. You have to do it my way. My way. You have to do whatever I tell you to do. He says, oh, Mr. Miyagi, whatever you say, whatever you say, whatever you say. Same thing we do with Jesus, right? God, my life is screwed up. And he says, you got to do it my way. You say, well, okay. He says, all right, see you in the morning. He gets there the next morning. and He's got his car parked in the driveway. He's got a bucket in his hand. He says, I need you to wash my car and wax it. Wax on, wax on. Weeks go by. He's now sanded the deck, painted the fence, and painted the house. And he's mad. He goes, Mr. Miyagi, you're just having me do extreme home makeover. I'm tired of all this. And he says, daniel son, calm down. And and then he, he shows him how each one of these Each one of these is to teach him how to deflect, to deflect the the fiery darts of the enemy. He's not trying to teach him how to fight. He's trying to teach him how to defuse a fight, to avoid a fight. He's trying to put within him a reactionary muscle memory kind of thing. So that when it hits them, they have the right thing. And see, if you and I have already turned off anger, and it's not allowed to have place in our heart, if you and I are just constantly looking for the good things in every person around us, then our lips, our lips will bless wherever we go. See, you and I, the endeavor that we are, is we're asking God to change our thinking and our approach to life so that we can be exceptional men and women. Number three, look at this. This is really important. Number three, invest in forgiveness. Invest in forgiveness. Romans 12:17 through21, it says, "Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, and it is, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, "It is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. What does God say? If there's someone in your life and they're getting your goat, if there's someone in your life that has harmed you, if there's something that's going on, you need to invest in the process of forgiveness. You need to be praying for them. You need to be looking for kind words to speak over them. You need to be asking, God, God, is there some gift that I need to bring them? Do they need some water? Do they need some food? Is there something else they need? Would you show it to me? God, I'm, I'm talking to you today, and you know this is on my heart. I love this person. What do I need? This week, I was, I was praying. I was talking with God, and he brought something to my mind. He said, I need you to just give them a phone call. I said, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Why? Because I said I'd do whatever you said, Lord. Number four. Love God's ways. Love God's ways. This is key. This is key. You and I have to get to the point in our spiritual life that we have determined within ourselves that we are going to love God's way of doing life. And we say, God, your way is better than my way. Now, why, why are you saying that, Pastor? Because this is what we do. You and I say, well, I think God has a great way, but I got a really good way. You know, we're young and we, we know that God says that we're not to, to, to be married to people that, that uh, don't believe the same as us. But, you know, she's so pretty. He's so handsome. And we're willing to start a relationship with somebody who doesn't even love, God. but I'll lead them to Jesus. Missionary Dayton, missionary Dayton. You know, I'm gonna no. It's not in here. Nowhere, nowhere. We think that somehow we can we can come up with something that's okay, and God says, listen, if you will follow my ways, love me with all your heart and love others. That's what He wants us to do. Look at this. First John four eight through eleven. It says, "The person who refuses to love doesn't know the first thing about God because God is love. So you can't know Him if you don't love." This is how God showed His love for us. God sent His only Son into the world so that we might live through Him. This is the kind of love we're talking about. Not that we once upon a time loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as a sacrifice to clear away our sins and the damage they've done to our relationship with God. My dear friends, if God loved us like this, we certainly ought to love each other. See, the number one thing that you and I need to do is we have to love people. Don't fight with them. Love them. Say, God, show me how to love them. I need your help. This is our prayer today. God, forgive me for allowing anger room in my heart. I repent. You want me to forgive like you. Instill in me a generous and loving way. Give me the ministry of reconciliation. Help me to walk in your ways to hate evil and love good. Let Jesus' name be praised. Amen. This is Pastor Doyle Jackson for The Church Next Door. Reading the Bible is important. It's something that every Christian should do. It will transform your life. It'll help you grow spiritually. It is good for you. Join me for a year in the Bible. It's less than five minutes every day. We'll give you insights and we'll encourage you. So read the Bible with me and join me daily. That's a year in the Bible available now wherever you get your podcasts. Missed part of the show today and want to hear more? Well, you are invited to download and subscribe to Your Next Step on all major podcasting platforms. When we gather together like this every day, I think it's really important that we, we think about how are we inviting God into this situation. So every day, I want to take a little bit of a moment to pray to ask God to move in our world. You know life can get crazy so today let's pray for God to be our refuge in the storms of life. Lord, thank you today that you are more than a lifeboat. God, you you rescued us. Yes. You have saved us. You you saved us from sin. You you saved us from darkness. We we agree. Lord, we have confessed our sins and you've cleansed us of our sins, but God, you're just our refuge. You know, the scripture says, as a deer panteth for water, so my soul pants for you. Right now, God, we, we just want you to know, life is hard. There is still evil in this world and there are storms of life. There are challenges. People question us and we, we are heartbroken at times. And so today, we just want you to know, we look to you like that deer to refresh us. We, we are like David when he hung out in the caves. God, we come to you and we trust you to take up our cause, to meet our needs. You are our refuge. We thank you for your Psalms because they encourage us. We know how the words of people have been like, like sharp teeth of an animal against us, and we feel that pain. God, we know the the harassment and the evil of this world that presses against us. We resonate with David's words in the Psalms. But like David, we come to you. We throw ourselves before you like Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. We say, Father, if there's any way that you can take this from us, please do. Lord, help us to know if the problems we face are our own doing or if this is you working out your best in our life because we want your best and we trust you. You are our refuge today. We rely on you completely and wholeheartedly. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow, that was so good. Didn't you enjoy that prayer? Well, Would you like more help learning to pray? Then go to yournextstepnow.com. That's right. Yournextstepnow.com. Give us your email and we'll give you our free prayer guide. It's an ebook. You can download it. You'll have it right there. And you can join us daily as we learn to pray. We ask God for great things. You know, it will change your life to pray daily. And we need your help. We need your support, your prayer support. So, give us your email today at yournextstepnow.com. Your next step is the ministry of The Church Next Door in Columbus, Ohio. Your prayers for us are always valued. But to financially support the ministry, visit thechurchnextdoor.org and click on Give. That's thechurchnextdoor.org and click on Give. Of course, we'll be glad to send you a gift of thanks in return. For more resources to guide and grow your faith, you can visit doylejackson.com. That's D-O-Y-L-E jackson.com. If you need prayer or have questions, text us at 888 888 644-4034. That's 888-644-4034. Thanks for joining us, and we hope to see you next time for Your Next Step.